today I want to preach a message called a mother never gives up a mother never gives up I didn't say a mother doesn't get tired but a mother never gives up I I didn't say that a mother never goes through a season of of disappointment but she never gives up I'll be honest with you I'm I'm not seeing too many mothers give up. I've seen a wife give up. Oh, did you catch that? How many mothers I got, you carry the role of a wife too. Now, you know if he get on your nerves, <laughs> I mean, even you look statistically, uh, 53, 54% of our nation uh, is divorced because a wife will give up on the husband. Because you, you have a certain level of, of, of tolerance for his mask. Can I get a witness up in here? And even some of y'all that's still married, you be looking at him like you better not, you better not even trip. But so we know a wife will give up on the husband, but it's few far in between when you hear of a mother giving up on the child. I'm so grateful I'm standing here today because of the prayers of my mother. I'm grateful that my mother never gave up on me. I had other family members that gave up on me, but I'm grateful that my mother, she stayed the course. And I think a lot of that has to do with, number one, mothers are maternal, and y'all carried us for nine months. So you like, I done went through all this pain, and I went through all these contractions, and my water breaking. I, I just can't. It's, it's not just easy for me to write somebody off that I carried for nine months. Can, can I get a witness up in here, mother? You like, the devil is a lie. He can be stuck on stupid. Can I get a witness? And parked on dumb. You are not giving up on that child. Can I get a witness? That child can be cray-cray, but you are not giving up on that child. Because mothers don't give up. It's very, it's, it's, it's very uh, 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 odd for a mother to give up on a child. You don't typically see that. Now, we're looking at this Shunammite woman, and it's interesting because uh, uh, pick back up in uh, verse uh, uh, 8. Uh, we didn't get there. It says, now it happened one day that Elijah went to uh, Shunammite. And where there was a notable woman, so this was this woman we're talking about was notable. Uh, her and her husband had wealth. Uh, she was very known, and she was uh, uh, persuaded him to eat some of the food. So it was often as when he would pass by, uh, he would turn uh, in there to eat some food. So this woman was uh, notable. Uh, this woman had some notoriety in the city. And she looked out for the man of God, who at this time was Elijah. Uh, whenever he was in the city, she made sure that he had a, some food to eat to the point to where they even added on to their home to make sure that he had a place to even rest his, his head, if you will. And then he tells her, listen, you're going to have a child. And then here it is. There's an issue here because uh, the husband is old, and it, is, and it states that. We just read that because typically when you read the Bible, it's normally the woman with the issue. It was, it was Hannah that had the issue. It, it was Rebecca who had the, the, the challenge as far as bearing children and so many other women in the Bible, amen. But in this case, it was the husband, but he told them that, listen, hey, that look, look at this one more time in verse uh, 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 2016, uh, 16, 16. Right, look at this, it says, then he said about this time next year you shall embrace a 
son. In other words, I'm gonna, God's going to move supernaturally. It's not going to make any sense because your husband is an older gentleman, but it's, it's not going to make any sense, but I'm going to supernaturally move. And then here it is, she has a child. And then all of a sudden, they hit a wall because look what it says in verse 18. It says, and the child grew, and now it happened uh, on uh, our one day that he went out to the father and to the reapers and, and said to the father, my head, my head, so he said to the servant, carry him uh, to his mother. Isn't that a typical of a father? But we're going to just brush him off. Go take him to his mama. <laughs> and that's literally what's happening here in verse 19. Then it says, and when he had taken him and brought him to the mother and sat on her knee till the noon, and then he died. Here it is, God supernaturally moves and now the very thing that, 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 that you've been blessed with is no longer breathing, no longer living. What, what a major setback in this woman's life who for years probably desired children. And then all of a sudden the very thing that she had been believing God for is taken from her. But it doesn't stop there. Let's keep reading. It says, and when and she went up and laid on the bed, she went and laid him, talking about her son, on the bed of the man of God, the room that she had built for him. And she shut the door upon him and went out. And then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. And so he said, why are you going to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, it is well. And then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So in the text, she's getting ready to go find Elijah, the one who prophesied that she would conceive and have a child. Amen. She knew her breakthrough was connected to the man of God. So she gets the young man and he, she tells him, drive and go forward. My first point today, part of the reason why mothers never quit is because it's, you, you typically, you don't see mothers lose their drive. The word drive means that they don't lose their push, that push when it comes to their children. It's, it's hard for a mother to write off a child. Even if that child drives you crazy, it's hard for you to lose your drive. Can I get a witness in here today, mothers? Uh-huh, they might drive you up a wall, but you never lose your drive when it comes to parenting them because you always know the end from the beginning. You know at the end of the day that you gave birth to purpose and destiny, and you know that it's going to be fulfilled. Even though they might hit a bump in the road here and there, at the end of the day, you never lose your drive when it comes to raising and them and believing that they're eventually going to turn a corner. So I encourage you today, mothers that are here, listen, we might go through seasons of disappointment and we might go through seasons of letdown. We might even be in a season of a wilderness and a dry and desolate place when it comes to dealing with our children. But God sent me by to tell you to not lose your drive, amen, when it comes to dealing with your children. And even some of you now are helping with your grandchildren, glory to God. But I believe that's just a word for the body, period, amen, because the enemy is after our drive when it even comes to serving 
serving our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But God sent me by today to tell you to not lose your drive, to keep pushing, to keep moving. Because how many of you believe your best days are still ahead of you? Not only for you, but even for your children and your children's children. Somebody give God a hand praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, don't lose your drive. Mm -hmm. don't, don't, don't lose your drive. Uh, don't lose your drive. Put up Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 6 real quick, because a lot of times the enemy is after our drive. Matthew uh, uh, chapter 5 real quick. Matthew uh, uh, chapter 5. It, it says, blessed are those that, that hunger and, and thirst uh, for righteousness, for they shall, somebody say shall, shall means without doubt, be filled. Amen. But in order, the prerequisite in order to be filled is that you can't lose your hunger for God. You can't lose your thirst for God because the enemy's coming to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And a lot of times the enemy is after your drive. But I'm here to tell you, amen, drive and go forward. I love that he said, don't slacken the pace, drive and go forward. God sent me by today to tell you mothers and everybody else that's here today to keep going forward, to keep going after God, regardless of what walls you might hit in life. Amen. It's time for me and you to go forward. Now's not a time to retreat. Now's not a time to go backwards. We got to go forward. Glory to God, because I'm here to tell you that God is in Ephesians 3.20. God, he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above, more than you can even imagine or even think. But the key is that me and you got to keep going forward we got to make up in our mind that I will not lose my drive even though somebody's trying to drive me crazy I refuse to be moved by my emotions I refuse to be moved by my feelings that I'm going to maintain my drive because I know change is coming if you believe that somebody give God a praise in this place if you know change is coming if you know your situation is subject to change if you got children that have walked away from God God sent me by the day to tell them that their situation is subject somebody scream change if you receive that somebody give God a hand praise one more time in this place drive and go forward this woman child is dead but this woman refused to lose her drive even if we have children that are dead and they trespasses see the bible says in proverbs 22 6 train up a child in the way that they should go and when they get old they won't depart it didn't say they wouldn't drift off <laughs> how many of y'all grew up in your mom and dad did the Proverbs 22, 6. Raise your hand. They raised you up in the church and raised you right, but you still drifted. Me included. Somebody screamed, but God. <laughs> Thank God that the mercies are new every morning. Can I get a witness up in here? Amen. And you know how I knew I didn't depart? Because even though I was not living the Bible out, the reason why I knew I didn't depart it's because don't let somebody talk about God even when I went walking with them. You know how we were, somebody, don't wait, don't talk about God unless you're talking about him good. 
I'm not, no, we're not going there. We, we might fight. I might not be walking with him right now, but I'm, I, I drifted off, but I ain't departed. You feeling me? I, I'm crazy, but I ain't stupid. How I many know there's a difference? Because all of us got a little crazy in us. Can I get away? But we ain't stupid. The devil is a lie. All of us are intelligent beings in this room. Come on, somebody. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I know I'm crazy. I'm, 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 I'm crazy because I'm out here with y'all. But I ain't stupid. I ain't going to let you put your mouth on God. Mm-hmm. Because, and I love that. Put Proverbs 22, 6 up. I like this. Look at this. Look at this. It says, train them up. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, old, he will not depart from it. Old. It didn't say when they was young they wouldn't drift off. But they would hit a place of maturity and be like, wait a minute, what am I doing out here? I'm better than this. All of a sudden, God begins to reveal to them, what you doing? And then all of a sudden, they begin to make the necessary adjustments. Come on, let's look at our life, people of God. Because all of us, to a degree, was out there. Can I get a witness out there? Some a little deeper than others. But I'm grateful for Luke 15, 17. Put that up real quick. Luke chapter 15, uh, uh, verse. it says, but when he came to himself, Anybody in the building, you have fell off, but then when you drifted off, you came to yourself. Uh, he came to himself, and he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I'm perishing with hunger. In other words, he realized, I'm out here in dire straits and don't have to be. See, that just goes to prove that he was crazy, but he wasn't stupid. Could I get... Because he began to wake up and be like, wait a minute. My dad's servants got bread to spare. They eating and go to bed, waking up, eating, going to bed, waking up, eating. And I'm out here with the pigs. I done spent all my money on harlots. Remember, that's what the Bible says. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that just goes to show you that, that there are times we might hit a certain rock bottom, but God will pull you out of your pit. Can I get a witness out of here? Anybody ever hit a rock bottom in their life and you know that without a shadow of a doubt that it was God that pulled you out of it because God knew the end from the beginning and he knew the same drive that you had for Satan. When I begin to flip the script in their life, they're going to have that same drive for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Do I have anybody here today that's got a drive like never before? The same drive that you had for Satan. You was a go-getter in the kingdom of darkness. Now you've changed partners and now you're a go-getter in the kingdom of light. Somebody give God a praise. In this place, stop somebody tell don't lose your drive. Don't lose your drive. Uh-huh, don't, don't lose your drive. Uh-huh, they might drift off, but they won't depart. They're not going to give God the deuces. Come on, somebody. The devil is a lie. Come on, even when we was tripping, he was still right there. Can I get a witness? You kept him close. <laughs> Amen. Because of time. So, number one, a mother never gives up because a mother has a drive. When it comes to her children, and even all for the rest of us, 
this message fits us as well. Now that we really know God for real, we're not losing our drive. When it comes to, I don't know about you, but I'm persuaded that nothing, Paul said nothing will what? Separate me from the love of God. So that's number one. Don't lose your drive. Then it goes on. Drop down to verse uh, 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 24. Then it says, she saddled the donkey and said to the servant, drive, go forward. Do not slacken the pace unless I tell you. And then drop down to verse 26. Please run now to meet her and say to her, it is well with you. Is it well with your husband? Is it well with child? And she answered, it is well. And then it says, now when she, had, or when she came to the man of God at the hill and caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let, let, her, let, her, let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress. And uh, the Lord had hidden it from me and has not told me. So in other words, Elijah was basically saying, I can't put my finger on what's wrong with her, but I obviously know something is wrong. She's in great distress. But what's interesting, uh, uh, she says in verse 26, it is well. Look at your neighbor and say, it is well. Mm -hmm. If you and me are going to survive in this world, we got to take on a it is well mentality. Not only do you got to make up in your mind that I'm not going to lose my drive for God and raising my children, but I'm going to take on a it is well mentality. I'm talking about when your children hit a wall, you still got to be like, it is well. Because you got to know what you put in them. And last time I checked Isaiah 55 and 11, it says that, that God's word will not return back void. So you got to always remember the investment that you left in them. You got to remind yourself when you get discouraged as a parent that you did Proverbs 22.6. You got to remind yourself they might drift off, but they won't depart. Lord, I thank you. The same drive that I have for you, that they will have that same drive for you too. Lord, I thank you just like I got an it is well mentality that it's going to be well with their soul when the dust settles. Do I have anybody at the 930 service, even today, that you made up in your mind that in spite of what you might go through, it is well. Somebody need to give God a it is well praise in this building. You might be between jobs, but God sent me by today to tell you it is well. You might have walked in here today and your money might be funny, but God sent me by today to tell you it is well. You might have a son that's stuck on stupid and parked on dumb right now, but God sent me by to tell you it is well. Somebody give God a praise. Slap two or three people and tell them it is well. 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 You might be sick in your body, but God sent me by today to tell you it is well. We find sickness in the mighty name of Jesus. We curse that thing. We speak death to that sickness and we speak life to you. I decree to you, it is well. Somebody give God a praise. One more time. Somebody scream, it is well. If you receive that, somebody give God a hand praise one more time in this place. It is well. It is well. Uh-huh. 
you probably here today haven't really fully experienced unusual favor. I dare you to take on a it is well mentality. Because my Bible tells me the first shall be last. And the last shall be first. Mm-hmm. Just let God keep transforming your mind. And then he'll start transferring stuff to you. Because he realized, oh, I can trust them. They ready now. They talking about they not going to lose their drive. They talking about it as well. And going through one of the hardest times in their life. They going through one of the hardest situations in their life. Talking about it as well. Talking about I'm going to go to sleep. See, the Bible says the God of Israel, he neither slumbers, nor does he sleep. Let God stay up late and take care of all that. He the one worked the third shift. I'm going to sleep. Can I, I got some kingdom folk. you like, I'm going to bed. I ain't even sleeping with an eye open. I'm, I'm closing both my eyes tonight. I got peace that it is well. I got peace that just based on what I've invested in my child. Oh, they drifted off. But I'm going to praise God that they haven't departed. You feeling me? Mm-hmm. So number one, don't lose your drive, mothers. Don't, don't, don't lose your drive, people in general. Period. But the enemy is after your drive. You know, some folks, I think I'm going to just sit for a season. I need a season off. That could be the worst thing we do to ourselves. That's called uh, a relief and quitting. We need to keep serving. Even John 9, 4. What did Jesus put, put up John 9, 4? Look what Jesus, look what Jesus said. He said, I must work. <laughs> you can't work without a drive. I must work, which must means it's a necessity that I work the works of him. Somebody say, of him who sent me. I thought you were sent by God. Why are you taking the break? I don't know why I'm going there because I ain't heard nobody around here talking about taking a break. Maybe I'm probably speaking to somebody, but this is my last month. The devil is a lie. You, he, I thought he sent you. <laughs> then it says, uh, 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 I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming. How many of y'all know the night is coming? <laughs> when no one can work. The night is coming. This thing is going to wind up, and we don't want to leave here with no regrets. One thing about David, when he missed the mark, he never lost his drive for God. And then when you read at the end, see, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Put up Acts 13, 36. I don't know. I'm going here. I didn't even mean to go, go here. But look at this, Acts 13. This is, this is the end of David's life. It, it says, for David, uh, after he served, somebody say served. His own generation, by the will of God, he fell asleep, and then he was buried with his fathers. I don't know about you, but that's how I want to go out. I want to serve my generation. I want to raise up people that's got an interest in serving their generation. Because we all are called to be servants. Mm -hmm. You probably say, well, I don't have a pulpit ministry. You know what the word pulpit means? It means to pull people out of a pit. You can do that at Costco. You can do that at Walmart. You can do that in your community. It's time for some of y'all to become the pastor of your community. They need to know when they see you, oh, they're going to talk about Jesus. In other words, they know you at work. 
You working the one? Come on. He said, what did he say? I must work. We had a guy join the 8 o'clock service that I met at Lolo's Chicken and Waffle Scottsdale back in early February. Walk right down here and join. I said, he was talking about uh, these other two churches. I said, brother, you need to come to kingdom. You can come eat, bro. That's how I talked to the brother. He's been coming since early February, finally joined today. And what did he say at the 8 o'clock? Some of you may be at 8 o'clock. He said, I joined because this word is choking me. Is that what he said? Look at your neighbor and say, get your witness on. Get the... I did a message back in the 08 call for four weeks called, can I get a witness? <laughs> I need to go back and preach it again. Because God has called us to be witnesses in the earth. We've been called to serve the people. Come on, somebody. But because of time, because of time, I want to get y'all out of here. I know some of y'all trying to get to Piccadilly, praise the Lord. <laughs> Dave is still around. <laughs> I've been delivered from Piccadilly. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but nevertheless, <laughs> we don't want you to lose your drive. Number two is you got to take on that it is well mentality. Now, drop down to verse 28. It says, so she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, don't deceive me? Because see, there already had been some type of level of disappointment. You know, before she had the child that they had probably been trying, I'm sure. But because her husband was of old age, there were some issues there. And so now, here it is, God moves supernaturally. Now her son is dead. And now she's saying, did I not say don't deceive me? And then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him. In other words, I need you to be on the up, I need you to be on the go. Then he said, but lay my staff, my staff on the face of the child. And so they thought, okay, because of that, this child's going to be healed because of the staff being laid on the child's face. But look what this woman, Sudamite woman says. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Listen, this woman was not going to take no for an answer. And she a Sudamite woman, this had to be a black woman. Do your research, do your research. This woman, we just going to call her Shaquita today. This woman had a spirit of Shaquita, a.k.a. Janene, Shanene. Come on, somebody. Put, put the text back up. Come on, look at this, look at this. Put the text back up. Look what she said. Look what she told. She told the man of God and the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, You know, you know that's how she was talking, moving her head and stuff. And her, you... <laughs> she said, as your soul lives, she said, I will not leave you. In other words, you better get your stuff together because you, me and you about to bust a move. You started this mess prophesying over me, calling things that be not as though they are. Talking about I'm going to conceive and, and at the appointed time and the very thing I conceive is dead now. And you're going to send Gehazi? 
You gonna send the deacon? Oh, y'all. Come on, some. You gonna send the minister? Come on, somebody. Come on. I didn't had a few folks that at one time well, years ago. I said, you know what, Minister Greg's gonna come, and and this woman said, Minister who? Just how she looked at me, I, I, I said, I'm going, where, where, where's the address? She ain't even had to say nothing about it. I said, as long as this soul, your soul, she didn't even have to go there because the spirit of Jaquita came up. Just her. You know how you women do, not just you black women, but you white women, Hispanic women. Y'all you know just give a certain look and everything tighten up. The dogs start barking. Can I get a witness up in here? Because y'all know, even though the, the, the man is the head, the woman is the neck. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me today. Men can walk around talking about, I control the temperature of my home. Sit down somewhere and shut up. You know, you ain't controlling no kind of temperature. <laughs> Boy, listen. You can fool yourself if you want to. You might control the money, and that's a might. Now, I do control the money in my house. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Put, put the text back up. So she said, uh, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave. So he arose and followed her. Now, come on. This is the man of God. The roles have reversed. Now he following her. He probably spooked. He probably like, she, he was probably like, I ain't seen this side of her. She done made me a little portion of the house. I can go lay down over there. Now she, she taking me. My point is this. My third point is this. You got to learn how to stand your ground. If you ever want God to move in your life and do something supernatural and cause dead things to come alive, you got to stand your ground. This woman knew how to stand her ground. And what I love about this woman, she was vocal. She said, as long as God lives and as long as your soul lives, nope, you going with me. This is a job for the man of God. This ain't a job for the deacon. As a matter of fact, ain't nothing going to even take place with him putting this, this thing on his face. I need you to come do some mouth to mouth on my child and that's literally what takes place look at this real quick look at this real quick look at this still stay right here in Samuel go 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 to verse uh, uh, 30 32 put 32 up real quick 32 it says and when Elijah came into the house there was the child lying dead on his bed next verse then it says uh, uh, he went therefore he shut the door behind the two of them and he prayed to the Lord Mm -hmm. He began to pray because how I many you know prayer? Your prayer moves the hand of God. Not only does your prayer move the hand of God, but it ultimately moves the heart of God. So they be, he began to pray. Then it says, and he went up. He laid laid on the child and put his mouth uh, uh, on his mouth, uh -huh, and his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child, and uh, the flesh of the child became warm. Uh -huh. And then it says, and he returned and he walked back and forth in the house. And again, he went up and he stretched himself out on him. And then the child sneezed uh, seven times. Somebody say seven times. 
See, seven is significant because the word seven means perfection and completion. And I'm here to tell you that there are some things that if you stay the course and make up in your mind that I'm not going to lose my drive and I'm going to take on a it is well mentality and that I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to remain vocal. I believe God is about to complete something in your life. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise. Slap somebody, tell them it's completed. It's completed. I'm talking about that thing with your child. It's completed. I'm talking about that marriage that's still going through a thing or two. I decree in the name of Jesus that it is completed. Somebody give God a completed praise. Somebody scream, it's completed. Whatever you've been believing God for, I dare you to begin to believe that God has already gone before you, that he's made every crooked way straight, and that he's completing that thing that you've been believing God for. Because last time I read my Bible, he said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Somebody give God a shout. High five somebody else and say he's completing it. He's completing it. He's completing it. He's completing it. I don't care what the devil has tried to say. God sent me over here to tell you that he's completing that thing. Because he said a work that I've begun. He said I'll complete it. Uh-huh, that's in Philippians 1.6. Let's look at the rest of this text. Look at the rest of this. And he returned and he walked back and forth in the house. And again, he went and stretched out on him, and then the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Remember <laughs> when you was out there tripping, and you finally, your eyes was open. Me and you. Come on, somebody. 22 years ago, it took me to be at that Florence down here, facing seven to 21 years. All my eyes was open. All of a sudden, I'm like, my God, they about to strip me of my freedom. Can I get a plea? Oh, y'all ain't ready. Oh, y'all ain't ready. I'm like, listen, I plead to a lesser charge. What y'all want me to do? Some community hours and pay some restitution? Uh, uh, let's make a deal. Shoot, them four years of probation was the best years of my life. Boy, I had to be at home at 11 o'clock. I was home at 10.58. My probation officer was coming to the house with a pee cup whenever he wanted to randomly. I'm like, I ain't smoking no weed. That's how I got delivered from weed. I didn't get delivered from weed because I got on my knees and started crying out to God. I got delivered from weed because they said, if, we, if you have one dirty test, you're about to go do these four years in prison. I said, deliverance is mine. I'm about to drive and go forward. It is well. Baby, where that Zinfandel at? <laughs> it's been 22 years. You talking about deliverance. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Whom the Son has set free. Come on, somebody. I got free real quick when he came over to the house. Shoot, I couldn't even go out of town without going through him. But you know what it taught me? Boundaries. You feeling me? Boundaries. 
hey, I'm going to San Diego with the family. We want to see Ro. Legoland. Okay. When you coming back? And when I said I was coming back, I came back. I, sometimes I came back a day early. Because if you came back late and he came by the apartment, uh, some of y'all that's been in the system, you know what time it is. That's called violation of probation. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me this morning. Baby, did it help me? Shoot. We would, go, we would go to Phoenix first over here when they would have T.D. Jakes in the 90s and we would leave, have to leave early to get back for curfew. Oh, y'all, he'd be laying hands. I'd be like, we got to go. This poor P.O. might come by tonight. Oh, y'all. <laughs> he was up there preaching in 94, talking about preaching the message call. I told, he preached the message call. I, I told the devil I changed my mind. Boy, he preached that thing. <laughs> I couldn't even finish all of it. I had to get up out of there. <laughs> so my point is that if you have children that are out there, if God has flipped the script in my life, he can do it for you. He's, he's no respecter of person. I'm telling you, he's no respecter of person. Stand your ground, mothers. Make up in your mind, you know what? I'm going to drive and go forward. I'm not writing off my seed. The devil is alive. Go, go, go read the rest of this real quick. The rest of that, that next verse. And we're done. It says, and he called to Gehazi. And he said, call the Shunammite woman. So he called her. And when she came into him, he said, pick up your son. Mm -hmm. And so she went in and fell on his feet. Look at the gratitude, the thankfulness, the, the humility. She bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and she went out. She would have never went out with a son that was alive if she didn't stand her ground. She would have never went out with a son if she would have lost her drive. She would have never went out if she didn't maintain that it is well mentality. Kingdom, stand your ground. Take on that same mentality of it is well. And don't lose your drive. I believe that the best is yet to come and that God has so much more in store for us and for our families. If you receive that, somebody give God a hand praise in this place. Hallelujah.